So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley, your host. Thank you for listening. Let's start with a big thank you. I need you guys to understand how incredibly grateful I am. Like the fact that anyone would be tuning in and listening right now is is just mind blowing to me. Uh, and I'm just I'm grateful for it. Uh, look, I I hope that you continue to listen throughout this entire episode because. Uh, it's a good one. Uh, I'll, I'll get to our guest here in just a second, but I'm just going to, I'm going to give you guys a little like precursor here. Chip brings it. Okay. If you want some energy, if you want to fire into your belly here today, uh, then stick around you guys. The entire purpose of this podcast is to help you grow your business. Hard stop. That's it. We try to show up each week, bring on amazing guests, amazing content to help you grow. Uh, and, and I love today's episode because we're going to get into something really practical. I mean, sometimes we go high level with this thing. You know, sometimes we go out of the industry and we start looking at sales tactics outside of, you know, just this photography world. But today we're going to go uh, real deep into just like very practically, how can you generate more leads in today's market using Facebook ads? And we got Chip Dizard on today's episode. You guys, uh, Chip is a former uh, photography educator. He's owner of his own photo studio out in Baltimore. He is a Facebook ads expert. I saw Chip at Show It United, one of my favorite photography conferences. Uh, this last year, Chip and I spoke together. We're going to be speaking together again in 2019, so make sure you get out to United. Chip Dizard, how are you doing, my man? Hey, my man, Ben. So glad to be on the podcast. I'm very grateful, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's do this thing. Chip, where does your joy come from? I'm just going to go straight into the content because I saw you, man. I saw you take the stage at Show It, never seen you before, and you brought it. You stepped up to that stage with so much passion, so much joy for what you do. And, and I could tell the joy that you had was also what you get to give to people. I did, I experienced it. And then I went to your website, my man. I went to, uh, let me see here. I got to see where this is at. I went to Chip Dizar Weddings. And uh, I, I'm gonna I'm going to it right now actually because I want I want to recall what the headline is here. Just wait for I know you know it. Yeah, okay. I'm clicking on it right now. It says "You bring me joy." That's the very first thing that I see when I head to your wedding photography website. Chip, where does your joy come from? Yeah, man, my joy just comes from helping people. My, both my parents are for, former educators, and I think that I mean I'm a former educator. Well, once you're educated, you're always an educator, right? So it's of course it's 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 doing our job, making our couples happy, but it's really seeing people grow their business and and succeed. So my mentees, people who have trained under me, I was very fortunate to have good mentors, and I'm just trying to pay it forward. You know what I mean? So when I came to show it, a lot of people didn't really know me, so they kind of took a risk. And uh, on me because they didn't know what I was going to do. They gave me five minutes, but I made sure in those five minutes, I tried to give them the best five minutes of my life. <laughs> you did, man. You did. You did. I tried my best. But yeah, so my joy comes from really helping people and uh, really doing the work and, 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 and showing people. So of course we have to make a living, of course, but, but really that's when it comes to that. And I think that's my gift with really explaining things because there's a lot of people who are photographers, right? But a lot of people can't explain why they do what they do. Yep. And that's a whole, a whole nother ball game. So I'm fortunate with my teaching background. I can do both. 
Let's talk about that teaching background for a second. So, uh, are you teaching at uh, you know college level, high school level? Like, where, where what's your the teaching? Because you were you're doing photography, right? Yeah, full time. So I do the full time now, but for six years. So I got uh, I was working in Baltimore City Public Schools, and I was working in the TV station, the central office. Then what happened? Unfortunately, I got laid off. They were making cuts like any job. And then I went to one of the guys that I knew there and I said, listen, I need a job. I got laid off. I never forget. I got the notice right around April 15th. I think it was May. I can't remember what year it was, like five, six years ago or a lot longer. And he said, hey, you want to teach? I was like, mm, I've never taught. I don't have my uh, my graduate degree in teaching. He said, listen, we'll pay for school. We'll do this. But we need some teachers. So they sent me to like, you know, you think about urban school districts. They sent me to one of the worst schools because <laughs> nobody wanted to go there. So, sure. uh, but the thing about that, what happens been sometimes you have to go to learn. And I had one of my mentors, his name is John Freed, really good guy from Pennsylvania. And he told me everything I know about the whole teaching aspect. It wasn't a great experience for me with the kids, with the, with the technology. You had to make sure you kept your cell phone on. It was just fights all the time. But I learned how to teach. And then two years later, I got a transfer to one of the best schools in the district. And I stayed there for about five more years until I went full-time in 2015 uh, with this photography and videography company. So what, I mean, I can only imagine, man, uh, you know, being an educator in a public schools for, you said five years in the, the in the second school. Seven you, years. Yes, yeah, totally. Seven, seven years total. Yeah. So what, what have you carried with you from that experience? I mean, what did it teach you about what you're doing today? Are, are there lessons that you've learned from educating in a very formal structure in a public school that you're now applying uh, in, in what you do today? Yeah, that structure matters, you know, that I learned that structure matters when you're teaching, whenever you see me speaking, whenever you see me talking, I'm always in points, point number one. I'm always giving, I just did a, a, a presentation at a reset conference in Kentucky and I gave them eight reasons. So I always tell them, if you know I'm point number seven, you know that I'm almost done. So people like structure. And even though they know structure, we're set up like that. We know that, that, you know, interviews are this long. If I know I have six points, if I have five points. So, and, and, and I'm a structural person because I know when that bell started and the bell ended, I knew I had 90 minutes or 80, 85 minutes in that class. And I knew I had to talk for 45 of the minutes. And the other portion of the time I had to give the, give them a hands-on practical application. And now remember, I taught photography. I taught an elective in a high school, 10th, 11th, and 12th graders. And I did some community college as well. But remember, these were elective. So sometimes it was hard because people thought it was playtime. It wasn't math. It wasn't science. Um, and when you're teaching these districts, you have to be very charismatic. You have to get the attention because kids will do what they want to do. They'll get on the IMAX. They'll get on the cameras yep. and they'll just do whatever. So a, a lot of the times in public schools, you have to wrangle everything back together. So you're more of a father figure. You're more of a disciplinarian. And then you're a teacher, you know? <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. So then, so then you got laid off from the second, uh, at the end of seven years. Is that right? No, 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 no. I got laid off. That's how I got into teaching. I, I, I didn't want gotcha. to be a teacher, but I was working at the central office. Like every you know, school system has a central office. So I was okay, working yeah. there. And then I went into the classroom. And after gotcha. I finished my stint in the classroom, that's when I went. I got so busy with 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 weddings and with other things. I just, even though I had the whole summer off, it was just hard when you're a teacher and you get eight weeks off, two months off. It's hard taking off during the week, doing destination weddings, going all over the country. And I was just getting really busy. And I didn't want to do that to the students. So, so I didn't make a you, decision. I totally get it, man. So then you were building your photography studio up alongside your full-time job. Correct. Since I had the summers off, that's what I used to do during the summer. It's a great gig, man. You know, it's good. So it, yeah. it, it was it was great. But of course, all weddings, even though I'm in the East Coast, all weddings don't happen in the summer. They happen in the yeah. fall. I was getting like going to Jamaica, going to Barbados, going all over. And I was like, you know what? I cannot just take Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sometimes I got to take a Thursday, Friday, and then come back on a Monday. And that's hard yeah. to do when you have a full-time job. And especially when you don't really have vacation time because you get so much vacation time during the summer. <laughs> Chip, when did you know it was time to leave the full-time job? I mean, I think there's a lot of photographers who they're in this wrestling match of like, I'm working a full-time job. I'm working a part-time job. I'm trying to build this thing. Uh, I mean, did you have a family at that time or are you yes. solo? 
No, a family. A so you got a responsibility. See, this is a, the plot gosh. thickens, Chip. Oh, you yeah. have responsibilities too. You know, I've been yeah. talking to a lot of photographers this week. Um, I've been doing so. I, I every year I open up and I do like you know one on one like coaching, mentoring. I bring out photographers from my house. I do some mentoring, and so I've been talking to all these photographers in all these different places of their life. And so many men are just stuck in this pickle of like, I got a family to support. I got this full-time job. I got some benefits that are coming from it. And I'm trying to figure out that balancing act of when do I take that jump? When did you know it was the right time for you? You know, Ben, it really, there was never a right time for me. I had a mentor, one of my good mentors, his name was Keith Seif, is out of Virginia Beach, photographer. And he just saw my trajectory and he said, Chip, you got to do it. I was like, Keith, no. But I knew, see, here's the thing. It was different for me because... As a teacher, we knew that the school year started in August, and I did not want to be one of those kind of teachers that quit in the middle of school year. I don't like quitting on kids. You, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there's I mean, some people yeah. that'll start, and then they'll quit in December, and then that leaves the whole school system and the school district in a pickle because you'll have a sub the rest of the year. Yeah. I say, you know what? Even though I didn't give them months notice, in 2015, in August, I gave about two weeks notice. I called my department chair. I was nervous. Uh my wife wasn't too happy about it. I'll say that much, but I had enough money saved up um, in the bank. And I, you know what? I just trusted my gut and I trusted myself. Here's the thing, Ben. People do not believe in themselves. They want to believe in other people, but you have to have confidence in yourself. And I just believe that the business that I had, it wasn't a whole bunch at the time. But I believe if I put my all into it, I'm going to bet on myself every single time. And that kind of segues me into Facebook marketing because I said, listen, I didn't have a big book of business. So what do I need to do back in 2015 to really separate myself? And I started paying for traffic. I start paying for ads. And that's now, really- what, Why did you decide to go to to go to Facebook? Did you test other like paid options? You know, were you, were you looking at AdWords? Were you looking at working on some SEO shenanigans? Like yeah. what, what was it about Facebook that you were like, yes, this, this is where I'm going? Because back then, and this is before they made all the changes to a lot of stuff uh, uh, since the 2016, you know, yeah. um, uh, uh, things that's happened in, in, in the election. But I, I saw it as an opportunity and Instagram as well. So when I talk about Facebook, I'm talking about Instagram as well. Uh, I hear but, you. I hear you. But, but it was really a thing. I saw my customers on there and I did video more or less more of the time. And I saw that my videos were getting shared. And this is when they first announced that when in the feed, Videos never played automatically. I used yeah. to put videos on YouTube and paste them, but they didn't do as well. But then they introduced when Facebook, it was in 2014 or 2015, I can't remember the exact year, where automatically videos played when you scroll on a timeline. And I saw how many hits I got. I saw, I said, you know what? There's something to this thing. I said, and, and then I thought like this, man, most photographers were cheap. So I figured that if they are cheap, they didn't want to pay for ads. I'm going to go ahead and put some money into it and see if I can get. I'm being honest. I'm being honest, right? Oh right? yeah, I hear you, man. <laughs> so I figured I could get to the front of the line. So it's like a cafeteria line. I was at the back of the line, but if I could pay to get to, more to get to the front of the line, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to pay. Do I know what I'm doing? Not really, but I'm going to pay and learn as much as I can to get to the front of the line. So. Fascinating, man. So let's talk a, a little bit about Facebook ads here. Uh, I'm curious about early on, you know, and I'm curious about what's changed because I know a lot's changed, right? And I'd love to kind of talk about that progression of, of what's changed within the Facebook ad world for you, where you're seeing success, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, is video still the thing that's that you're, you're running a lot with? Um, so I guess let's just dive right into that then, man. Um, right now, you know, it sounds like you started with video. Are you still seeing video? being, uh, the best conversion, you're essentially your best, you know, uh, uh, what's, uh, man, what's the cost per Clip lead? CPM, yeah. CPM, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I'm, I really am. Ben. I, I think that right now, um, I, of course we love photos. I think slideshows for photographers work really well and you will see, and if you go in your ads manager, um, and Facebook and even the photographers that I consult and I help with their ads cause I run probably ads for photographers as well that if you have if you don't have video and i'm talking about it could be a facebook live it could be not a professional video that somebody has to make on their dslr i'm talking about it could just be with your cell phone or slideshow yeah, i'm all about that yeah it could be a customer testimonial one of my highest converting ads was a customer testimonial with closed captions and closed captions work because people the volume is down on videos but when they see the text they stop to read it and then they may hit 
the button. So I want to say the slideshows and videos are right now, unless you have a really, really compelling image, but really it's so much junk in the newsfeed. If you see something that stops you, think about how you scroll through Facebook then, right? If you see something that's playing, that catches your attention, especially if it's moving, you're going to stop. Yeah, It's just, it's called a, a scroll stop. So when they introduce that, it helps marketers. And I think back when I first started doing it, it wasn't as popular because remember YouTube, we used to just post YouTube links on Facebook, but then you had to click you on it, either stay in Facebook or jump out of Facebook. And it never did as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can't run ads from that anyway. And then we used to put a lot of stuff on our personal page, even though people still do that. And then they tried to boost it or try to do stuff. And this is before we didn't have to really pay for as much back in 2014 and 2015 because they had something called the algorithm. It was totally different. That yeah. dirty word algorithm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I it. it wasn't as, it wasn't as um, now we are the product then. So we are the product. So I'm talking about we as, as, as users of the Facebook system back when we could post something on our business page back in the day, and it could be right up there with in a newsfeed. Now you post something on your business page. Nobody will see it. Absolutely nobody will see, except the people who like your page, you know? And even then, maybe not. Exactly. You know, like even, so like they gotta, not only do they got to like your page, they got to like turn on notifications. Patience and be notified when yeah, you're moving. How many times have you seen people say, hey guys, please like this post. The Facebook is, or Instagram is limiting my exposure. You see people begging to turn on oh, yeah. notifications. And yep. guess what people, people rarely do that anyway, right? Yeah. They just don't because anything that has to do work with people, even though it's a first world problem, Ben, people don't do it <laughs> unless they really like you. I can tell you about maybe a few people I turn on post notifications. I get too many notifications as it is. Why wouldn't I turn on more? I was like, I really, really want to see your stuff. You know? Yeah, it was, it was fun. Actually, this is a little tangent, but it's it's one that I think would be worth talking about. And actually, so Jennifer, uh, yeah, you know, Jennifer. So Jennifer, um, she was, uh, oh man, we were just, I did a live video. And um, one of the things that I always, uh, I, we turn on for notifications and Jennifer gave a shout out about this as well. She does it is, uh, turning on notifications for the vendors in your area, right? So the vendors that you're really trying to partnership with, you're trying to like make sure that you're liking on their posts and you're commenting on their stuff. Uh, you know, she's, those are like the only people that I turn notifications on. Cause I want to make sure that, you know, I'm out there and I'm, I'm an advocate for them. Whenever they post something, I'm commenting on things other than that. And no one's getting anything, you know what I mean? Like I'm not turning on notifications for anything else. And it benefits um, you. And that's a good thing. Yeah. It's that's true. a good thing. That's a good thing. So, so then, okay. So you just brought up running a slideshow. Okay. So, uh, is that, I mean, I guess I haven't seen very many ads that are just like slideshows. I see so much stuff that's like, you know, it'll be some picture of a, of a engaged couple. And I see so many like engagement giveaways, you know, like, Hey, free shoot this free shoot that. So are, are your ads that you're running? Are these, and I'm sure you're running a few different things here, chip. And so you got to give me a little grace here. Um, but like, are the ads that you're running, is it a lot of just like brand awareness type of stuff, retargeting, kind of being front of mind with uh, with potential leads? Yeah. So I'm looking at what I have now. I, I don't run ads every every week, but at least once a month instead of dumping money into like the wedding wires and the knot and things like that. I used I to. I can I retarget that money for the ad. So what I'm doing, uh, I usually don't do brand awareness. I'm usually doing something called traffic and with the retargeting. And so I want people to cold traffic. That is traffic that that is people that don't know, like, and trust me yet. They're just okay. getting to know me kind of like, uh, 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 like show it. So you all didn't know me at show at conference. So I had to prove myself. So now when people come, when I come back to speak at show, people say, Hey, that guy spoke last year. I understand that he may be pretty good. Let's go ahead and go to a seminar. Same thing with our clients, right? So we have to, a warm-up sequence. So I'm giving away a free PDF guide about top 10 things for your engagement shoot. I may just send you a video, a hyper-targeted video ad I'm running now um, okay. in this area. There's a there's a type of music in the D.C. area that people like at weddings. So I may target something like that that I have with a bride. So I think hyper and local targeting work really well for for areas. Um, niche targeting Um if you are when doing, you say niche targeting, let's let's break down some okay. of these terms. So niche targeting, for instance, um, we're doing a on Sunday, we're doing a South Asian a bridal show. 
So yes. if I'm doing things with South Asian culture, if I'm doing something with African weddings, let's say Nigerian weddings, things that Nigerian weddings or South Asian weddings, a song that is very popular in that culture, that niche, I may do an ad specifically for, for that. Um, for instance, I've done well with a Haitian culture. I've done Haitian weddings before. I'm not Haitian, but I know the culture now. So yeah. I'm able to run ads and target Haitian Haitian because there's a subculture that they know that if there's a song that plays at a wedding and one of my most my popular blog posts I get all the time is something that I did about 10 things you 10 things you expect at a Haitian wedding. And I, I put it down as a blog post. I put it up a Haitian blog, put it up on Facebook, thousands of comments to get so much traffic. And I've landed two or three Haitian weddings in Haiti because of that. Yeah, because of that. Not, of course, your work has to speak for it, but you have to understand if you yeah. know a culture. If I know a Haitian culture, if I know a South Asian Indian culture, a Nigerian culture, even if you don't have the culture, if you know the type of bride, a Southern bride, a West Coast bride, you know, it's those niches that bring riches that they say. Yeah. So you're going hyper local and then even within the hyper local, hyper niche. Right? Yes. In this whole thing. Yes. If you can, because what happens, Ben, is people try to target people. And, and I help people all the time. I was just helping a photographer here in the Alexandria, D.C. area, and she targeted like 10 million people. It's just like you'll target, you'll get nobody. But you need to target yeah, I get people it. Yeah. who, let's say they shop at Saks Fifth Avenue. Let's say they like Neiman Marcus or they have a graduate degree and they like this page. They like maybe like, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, Ellen DeGeneres or whoever or, you know, but but we need to niche down and see who these people like, what, what they're doing. And then locally on a local level, because that's where you really get your your leads. Now, if you're going moving to a new location or something like that, let's say because this weekend I was consulting some people from like Key West, Florida, Hawaii, and another place in Florida that where people just come to get married and elopements. That's a whole nother kind of targeting you have. That's not hyper local. You're getting people who are seasonal. You'll never see them again. So you need to know where they're going and then knowing that they're targeted. Let's say they want to get married. Like one of my friends got married in Orlando. So she was looking for a photographer in Orlando at Disney. So I know if people are coming to Disney or coming in that area, or it could be Hawaii or Key West or wherever, I know I need to target those visitors that are coming in who are looking. Where are you pushing people to? So it sounds like in the example that you gave about the Haitian weddings, it sounds like you put together a uh, like a blog post, yes. right? Like yes. uh, a piece of content on your site Correct. that the ad is going to be moving people to. Is that typically what you're doing? Or are you moving people to your homepage, your contact form? Like, is it always about creating a piece of content uh, like on your blog, a separate page, a landing page, if you will, that you're then moving uh, the lead to? Yeah, I, I think that's the best thing. And but I teach that you have to, because here's the thing. I always say, if you confuse, you lose. If I send you to my homepage, you don't know where to go. So for the show notes, I'll have a page set up for your podcast, because that way you can get all of the resources. You have a page just for this podcast. So when I'm a guest on your show, I'll have a page exactly for people who come to the page because when it come to the Haitian page, you'll see all of the information. They'll see that. And I'll send you the link in the show notes for the Haitian page. So people can show what a landing page is, or it could be a blog post, but I never send them to my homepage ever. Every ad I run, I always send them and I rarely send them to a contact page because they're not going to fill out a lead form on my 17 hats or Dubsado or whatever you use. They're, sure. they're, Really, if they don't know you, they just want information. So then we use something called the Facebook pixel, and then we retarget that traffic. Once I get that traffic, and then I can run ads, then they know me. And that's how I convert those people. So it's a two-step process. Let me let me break it down then. I, and you tell me how far off I am, but I want to make sure that I'm, I'm going to kind of restate what you said. That way the audience can also make sure that we got this clear. Uh, you give me some corrections. So it sounds like first off, you'd be creating, you're going to identify your local market. You're going to identify the niche within that local market. Let's go with, um, the, the Haitian wedding thing, right? So you're going to first create, after you've identified it, you're going to create a piece of content, maybe a blog post on that, uh, uh, on that topic, whatever it is that you've identified, right? You're going to run an ad that's going to push people to that piece of content, it sounds like then what you're doing is you're uh, you're going to be putting a, a Facebook pixel on that piece of content. So then whoever hits that ad that maybe don't convert right there the first time are going to get retargeted with an additional ad, uh, just kind of poking at them a little bit more. Is that right? 
Correct. 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 That is exactly correct. Because we want people to be, we don't want people to make any commitments. Now you've been on sites and say, Hey, you know, put your email address in here for this free uh, content, this free download. We've all seen Absolutely. that. We've all done that. We get it. And then we're like, Oh my God, I get spammed. Right. <laughs> By people or you, it can be something of value. So you do, it's kind of like what Gary, Vaynerchuk said in his book, jab, 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 right hook, right? So you want to just give them something free of value. And for me, I don't even want them to put their email address in. I just want them to come to the content and then reshare it. And then more eyeballs get it. And then more traffic comes to my site because the goal of Facebook advertising is not to stay on Facebook. It's to convert them from what I call lookers to bookers. And and that's what it's really all about. Facebook is just a portal because guess what? We know Facebook can go away tomorrow. If it does, we want people on our blog, on our site. We want to convert them, the pixel, and ultimately getting their contact information. So what happens if people want that information and want that information, they'll join your email list. They'll join your tribe. Because of what I tell people all the time, people rarely sign up for email lists, just say, stay up to date with email newsletters. When's the last time people really do that? Right, Ben? They don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You got to be like Julia Roberts. You yeah, know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Are you Julia uh, Roberts, Jim? Yeah. No, no, no. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. If I say, hey, I'm giving 10 free videos on Facebook marketing, photographers may sign up for that. But if I say stay up to date with just whatever, but if I tell you what you're getting for free, you're more likely to stay around and sign up for my email list. So I think we want to make sure we give value first, always show value. And then we retarget them. Like you said, exactly. You explained it correctly. We retarget them for a funnel. So it's like a funnel, right? It's like a sales funnel. We want to retarget them. And then some of them may buy, some of them may not, but at least we have them and they know us. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S. T.O. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing too is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. Look, we're going to stay on theme here and keep talking about giving you guys solutions for all the things that are terrible to do. Um, so you guys remember when you started your small business, right? Like it was no small fee. Uh, you're spending uh, late nights, early mornings, the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, uh, ever since then, you've been insanely busy, right? And so one of the biggest challenges uh, is invoicing and it's accounting, Right. Let's make things a little bit easier in 2019. Our friends at FreshBooks have a solution. FreshBooks, this is invoicing and accounting software designed specifically for you as small business owners. It's simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than the dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds. And then the best part is uh, get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. 
Uh, I love that part. File expenses even quicker. Uh, Keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part is this. As your business continues to grow, which it will in 2019, let's be honest, you're going to always have the tools that you need when you need them without ever having to like figure out or learn all this accounting shenanigans, right? So you guys... 24 million people are using FreshBooks. Try it out for 30 days free. There's no credit card required. There's no catch. Uh, Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography, freshbooks.com forward slash photography, and then enter six-figure photography in the section where it asks, how did you hear about FreshBooks, right? Make sure you get that part down. When it asks, how did you hear about FreshBooks, enter six-figure photography, you're going to get your first 30 days free. I'm excited for you guys to check out FreshBooks. All right, let's get back to the show. Let me ask you this. The retargeting ad, so after you've run the initial ad, they're landing on the niche content, they get pixeled. Uh, and so the retargeting ads, what are those looking like, man? Uh, I'm curious about that. Does that still, are you still staying hyper niche focused on those retargeting ads? The second ad that gets ran out to them? Yeah. So for instance, so let's just say, let's take the Haitian weddings, for example. So the first ad we run is talking about, um, it's just, just, Hey, these are the top, top 10 things about Haitian weddings. Funny, funny, funny. You know, is this true? And then they say, <laughs> I like yeah, the funny, funny, funny part. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. A funny kind of thing. It's not even talking about my photography skills, nothing even about it at all. It's just yeah. hyper local, hyper, hyper, um, um, focus and target because I'm not yeah. saying use me, but they're on a site that they can click to get more. So they may click off. Some people may not even know, but they may share it with their friends. So then the second ad I run is talking about my business. I've been to Haiti. I know the culture. I, I don't mm. speak French, but I understand your culture. You understand what I'm saying? So if I'm running like South Asian or Indian brides, I understand. I'm running Nigerian or whatever culture I'm running. Uh, I, I'm running those ads. I understand because at the end of the day, it's all about really with these cultures, these hyper, it's really about referrals. But if you understand the culture, there's been, there's been people who've told me they've lost weddings because they have not understood the culture. So that's the first thing before yes. you run any ads, you need to under, especially with niche groups like mm-hmm. different uh, uh, cultures, ethnicities, you need to understand the culture first. Okay. And once you understand that you can speak to them as a good friend of mine and my mentor who, Who's, who's not Indian at all, but he knows all the Indian traditions. You know, it's three-day weddings. It's this, that, that. He knows about the Mindy. And I was like, how do you know all that? He's like, I've been around it. And then even if you run ads, he knows because they know, like, and trust him because he knows what to expect. Even though he's not South Asian, even though he's not Haitian, you know, I'm not Haitian. I understand what happens during those weddings. And I prove it to them by what I've done and how I talk. Yeah. I like this. So right now we're, we're staying pretty focused in this idea of, uh, even as we're talking about niching down, obviously local, but then into these different cultures, you know, are there, are there other ways to niche down for weddings that are less, um, you know, hi- hyper, uh, um, uh, less culturally specific, you know, yeah. like let's, let's just go with like, let's rewind and go with like, you know, it's like your basic Western church wedding, yeah. you know, like are there certain things that you've discovered uh, you're able to still kind of, focus in on, on that particular group or is that just still too big is it too large and you're and you're not interested in that no 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 it's all about interest you can you can even niche down if you know a sorority that people like mm-hmm. um, i've mm-hmm. seen that mm-hmm. if you know that a lot of my brides are part of xyz sorority or a lot of my grooms are part of this fraternity you can niche down with that organizations always work what they like where they shop uh, uh, the education level, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I like the, I like what you just said about organizations. I think that's actually a good thing. Even potentially like memberships, they, they might hold, uh, exactly. uh club gym membership, they hold club memberships. They may hold, exactly. uh, things like that. Dude, I yeah. love this, man. So, so, so I don't want you to think it's just all about a cultural because that's just one facet of it. But I think that anybody can do it. Um, let's just say if I know, for instance, I know that a lot of my brides are love Charleston, South Carolina. They love to get married there. And I know they like, um, you know, Southern Bride Magazine or Charleston Weddings or yeah. something like that. Or it could be Style Me Pretty. If I know that they are, they like that page and then they went to graduate school and they're part of this sorority, that is a, a niche right there. 
if I know a lot of people in that sorority have got married in Charleston and they're fans of Style Me Pretty and Southern Bride magazine, I can I can target those. So I think that really you can target anyone who has interest in things. And on Facebook, unbeknownst to us, we always put our interests in there because it's what we like, is what we 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 put as our interests, and that's how we're targeted. For instance, I like Creative Live, so I get ads for Creative Live and B and H all in my feed all the time. Yeah, um, that's just me because I like those things. You know, I'm in that photography industry. You probably get ads for photography stuff all the time as well, Ben. Yep, I do. No, I absolutely do. Yeah. Can we talk? Can we talk a little bit of like the the back end of this stuff? Because I think this is where a lot of photographers they start to feel like ah, like like it all make like currently right now, Chip. I bet people are like, oh, this makes sense. I get this. Like I'm good. But like you know, you start talking about like capturing emails. Uh, you know, uh, being able to to deliver the content that you're offering. You know, like these these lead magnets, more or less. Ten steps to do this. Video content, this or that. Like. Um, you know, this is stuff that I'm pretty well versed with, you know, like this is not new to the marketing world, but in the marketing world, you know, a lot of this tech is, well, a, it's expensive, you know, some of the, the, just like the software, the plugins is expensive, a lot of monthly fees <laughs> and it's, you know, there's a little, there's like definitely a learning curve, uh, to this kind of stuff. Can I ask what are some of the tools that you're recommending photographers take a look at that you've discovered maybe bring that, uh, that, that kind of cost of entry down a little bit, bring the barrier to entry down a little bit. Yeah, well, um, if you're looking for email lists, I mean, everybody usually has a free MailChimp account right now. So that is one of the things that a lot of people use. I like, I use ActiveCampaign and I had a service called ConvertKit. Um, yeah, I use ConvertKit. Yeah. ConvertKit is excellent. Um, I use, I don't know if you heard of ActiveCampaign. I like that. Uh, but yeah, I haven't, but there's so many. You it's know? so many. ConvertKit is one of the popular ones. MailChimp is, is just ease of use, barrier to entry, but you have to have an email service, right? So, and then have your emails. I'm a big proponent of having your stuff all in a spreadsheet as well, just as a backup called a CSV file, because you need to be able to move. One thing, people, we are dependent on companies and we know anything about companies. What happens, Ben? They go out of business. You move all <laughs> your true. stuff. They have a sunrise and they have a sunset, especially tech companies, right? It happens. Yeah. So you got to have the stuff yourself. I also, um, I also like using creating my own. I use, of course, Show It and WordPress. I like creating my own landing pages, but you can use a third-party software like Lead Pages or ConvertKit has Lead Pages already built in it. Uh, some lead landing pages in there, but. I think that we have to have things that look so professional to get people's attention, because if they don't, we're competing in a world where stuff looks a certain way. So even if you don't have uh, like a lot of people say, well, I don't have graphic design knowledge. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. Uh, you can go online on Fiverr or find someone to help you with your MailChimp campaign or help yeah. you with your ConvertKit campaign. So I think yeah. that a lot of people make excuses but I think that the time is that people have to use a technology because the knowledge is out there. Get a mentor, get somebody who who can really help you move the needle in your business. Um, yeah. a, another thing that I use, and it doesn't cost a lot, is I use my cell phone for ads for video testimonials. And you can put them on your Facebook business page and you can embed them on your blog or your website. When you say that, what do you mean? You use your cell phone for your for, for video. You're just handing your phone to your client after a shoot and asking him to record a little video. What do you mean? Well, I don't hand them my phone, but I say, <laughs> but I, uh, I, I, I say, Hey, and I, and I have one, I can share this for you and I link in the show notes for you. Yeah. That'd be but, great. I'd love but, to get that out to the audience. Yeah. So what it is, Ben, is that, um, I met with a client recently in um, Panera Bread and they just said, hey, I asked him, why did you choose Chip? Why did you choose me? It's a little awkward because, you know, they're talking about me, but I needed to get that out there. And they 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 broke down why they chose me as their wedding photographer. Yep. And I use that. I put that on my business page and then I use that as an ad. I just put some closed captioning on it and it sounds better for them to say why they chose me instead of saying, choose me, choose me. If I'm yeah. on the video, say, choose me. I'm so great. No, 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 no. We'll get the client. And I teach people after every successful session, if you're doing it, hey, how did it go? And you say it in a moment. You don't tell them. You don't tell them or ask them. You just, because you want to get that moment, especially. And when you get that authentic moment on video, it doesn't have to be professional. It's just vertical. You put on your IGTV, put on your business page, and then run that as an ad. Why not? It doesn't have to be real professional. It just shows why they chose Ben, why they chose John, why they chose Sarah, 
if they know that other people will choose. Because here's the thing, Ben, nobody wants to be the first. Yep. They always, it's, 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 people want to get on a moving train. Let's just be honest. That's just mm-hmm. the reality of it. I would not have gotten, you know, invited back to show it, to speak, if they didn't tell, I did a good job the first time. That's just the reality of it. It's not bragging. It's just the truth. Sure. So nobody wants to be the first. If they want to be the first, they want to test you first. So you take the pain points away by giving a video testimonial, then running ads on that. And then people say, ah, that's a testimonial. Because it's good to have a written one, but nothing beats the video. Yeah. And man, like, I think it's, it's something that you should be putting on your website too. Like you cannot have enough testimonials out there, uh, on your website and your content, like, especially when you start getting to these, like, you know, these numbers, man, like you, you want people to start spending 7,000, 8,000, 10,000 bucks oh, on yeah. a wedding. Oh, but yeah. They want to know that someone else has done it before yeah. them and loved it and was like, I'd do it again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, I, that's what I'm saying. We will not convert an $8,000 bride, a $7,500 bride off of one ad that they don't know. They've been watching you. And trust me, our brides and grooms or whatever you shoot, they've been doing their research on. They've Googled us. They've read our wedding wire reviews or not reviews, Ben. You know they have done that. There's no one that makes a purchase decision off of one ad. That just doesn't happen yeah. these days. Yep. And it may yep. help, but no one's going to make a purchase, at least for me. Maybe I'm just not great like that. But they'll make a decision based on one ad. It's 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 They have to make that ask people Look at it again. Look at it again. Make a decision. Um, I've done a bridal show recently. And, you know, even some people on the bridal shows, they you think they want to make a decision, but they don't. They wait. They wait and wait and wait. So we got we have to. And the competition is so I don't know about in your market, but the competition is everywhere. Everybody's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's everywhere. Of course. Yeah. Competition yeah. is so rough. Yeah. So this is awesome, man. Are, are there um, uh, are there any other type of ads that that you're testing out, experimenting with right now um, that that you'd like to share? You know, like um, uh, I've heard of some different things you can do, um, but I'm curious for you, man. Are there are there any other type of ads that, that you're messing around with? Yeah, I, 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 they're more expensive to do. I like lead ads, and what lead ads are, Ben, is that they don't leave Facebook to go to your site at all. So it could be a free engagement shoot. It could be it could be just getting some information of download. But what I like about lead ads is that you get people. It's very easy on mobile. That's the first thing we have to make sure our ads, because we're in a as you know Ben, we're in a mobile first society, right? So we're in a mobile. That's just everybody looks at Facebook and Instagram. Of course, Instagram of course is mobile first. So lead ads just help you. Uh, where people don't have to go to your website, they don't have to fill out something in your Dubsado or 17 hats, whatever, whatever software you're using. Um, they just do it right there and it auto populates. So I would use lead ads if I'm moving to a new market. Um, I'm consulting someone who's moving from the DC area to Houston. And, 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 and I asked her, I said, Hey, let's use lead ads. And how much is a lead, a lead worth to you? to just get that free information from you as auto-populated. So all they do is click a button, the email address that they use for Facebook, usually is an email address that they want, that they use already. Um, You can get a phone number. It's a little harder to get phone numbers in there, but you get phone numbers, but it just makes it ease of use. And here's the thing I realized about these ads. They are more expensive and they can take a little while, especially for cold traffic, but you have the leads that you can get and you can follow up with people. And sometimes all you need to convert is to get someone on the phone or get a Skype meeting or get an in-person meeting. You know, once you get somebody in person, that's half the battle. And I think that photographers, that's all we want. We want to get people on the phone, on a Skype call, on a Zoom call or in person and then see if it's a good fit. Now, some people are just tire kickers, of course. They just want the free download, the free session. The, you know, I'm not a big, big fan of free, but I understand that it has to be used because people do not just fill out forms just to fill out forms for nothing and give information. So you have to give some of the value. But I like lead ads. That's cool. What, what's your, if I may ask, you know, what are you spending on ads or, or what do you recommend? Yeah. You know, like let's say a full-time photographer, they want to shoot, you know, 30 weddings a year. Like yeah. what's your ad spend? Yeah. So I, here's the thing. I would not bang is ads are just a one portion of what we do. Right. So yes. you always want to use your referrals. If you're just starting out in this, a minimum, because no matter if you're in a big market, let's just say, you know, you're, you're in Columbus, Ohio, right, Ben? Um, you got it. So let's say that's a pretty good market. Ohio State University is there, right? So we know that's a big college town. So I would start out with a minimum of $20 per day. 
$100 per week. I know that sounds maybe sound like a lot to some people just starting out, but the competition is so tough every in every city. If you spend anything less, you may not see the returns that you want to send to 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 uh, to get. So I always say a minimum of $20, 100 bucks per week. Now, do you want to spend $400 a month in ads? Of course not. You probably don't just starting out. But I know people who are and seeing returns on retargeting ads because they especially during engagement season. Now, this is just retargeted season and seeing who's engaged and things like that. So we, we know engagement season is what? Thanksgiving to what? Uh, uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, it may not be high engagement season and we're in, in the month. Okay? But you can still do some retargeting. So I said $20 minimum per day or a lifetime a week of 100 no more than $150. So... Um, you know, people are spending anywhere. I know with wedding wire, I was spending like what, 200 bucks a month. Maybe. I don't know how much when I had my wedding wire account years ago, maybe I was doing 175. So I just kind of converted that money. I was spending to Facebook and I'm just seeing more conversions and more leads on, on that portion of it. And a lot of it is just staying top of mind as well. Um, and I think that if you, if you start with that, um, anything below is a little harder. If you're in a smaller market, Maybe, but if you're in a major city, uh, let's just say you're in Cleveland or you're in Los Angeles or even Dallas, Texas, you have to start 20. If you're really being so, uh, good, I uh, want to do it at another level, I, I say 35. But I don't want you to people to just spend money and just you know, feel like they're in Las Vegas and gambling, right? We have to have <laughs> some targeting to it and knowing that we're going to reach the people we're reaching. So That's awesome, man. Dude, so um, let's... You know, let's go practical here for a second. Someone who's listening, they have not run a Facebook ad. And it's probably just because they've just been intimidated by the tech. They've been intimidated about getting into the back end of things and making it happen. What advice do you have uh, for someone, you know, to uh, to get out there and to run their first ad? You know, just to even just to get acclimated to it. Do you have any like next steps? Again, I think there's so many people who are listening. They're like, yes, yes, I know I need to do that. I know everyone keeps saying I need to do that. Um is there any, is there any like wading into this thing? You know, like I've been looking at this damn keto diet for the last, like however long. And, you know, like each, each week, I feel like I step like a little bit closer into it, but to like, to dive all in, I'm like, nah, it ain't me. I'm going to dive in and get overwhelmed and fail. So, so I'm just stepping in, you know, I'm like, I'm just wading into this thing. Is there any advice that you'd have for maybe someone who's feeling a little overwhelmed by it all uh, to kind of wade into the territory? Yeah. So, um, really, it's really going in there and looking at what are your best performing posts. So when I was at your post, go back on your Facebook page or your Instagram page. Look at one of the, you know, Facebook always suggests, hey, boost this post. I'm not a big fan of boosting, but let me tell you what I am a fan of. I'm a fan of something called social proof. Let's say you go on your Instagram and you see that you have um, a post maybe six months ago or maybe three months ago that has 35 comments. Because we love engagement. So I would start with boosting. And I just wouldn't boost and send people to your Instagram profile. Like I said, if you go to boost, you have to boost with a purpose. Because yes. you'll see that on Instagram. We'll say, this post is doing 95% better than your other post. Please boost it. And what do people do? They just hit post and they put $10 and it's like rolling the, rolling oh, the yeah. crap on a crap table, right? They don't yep. know what the heck is going on. So you never send somebody to your Instagram profile. You always send them to your website. But have a plan. And have a plan and send people to something, a landing page, even if it's just for more information to find out. And then what you can do, you can always go back and retarget. Even if you send them to your Instagram profile, you can retarget them as well. But my thing is, you know, put $20 on a boost, put $30 on a boost on a high performing post that already has comments. Because that psychologically says, well, if that com if that if that ad has 35 comments, maybe I should look at it as well. It's a weird thing. People love to get on a moving train and see that. And once they see that engagement, you can go ahead and up the ante and put, I say, just put some, we say, put some pepper on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> what about the salt? What about the salt, man? Yeah, pepper, the salt and pepper, but you know. Okay, salt. good. I like salt. I'm a salt guy. <laughs> I like salt too. I can do without the pepper. 
Okay. Well, we'll we'll add some flavor to it. So there it is. <laughs> I like we'll the flavor. Add flavor to it. Seasonal salt, whatever you have, we we're, we're we're here for it. But I'm gonna say that. So look at your high performing posts. Go back on your Instagram feed. See what has a lot of likes and comments. More comments than likes. So people just look. Oh, I got 500 likes on this picture or video. Mm, that's good. But let's look at the comments. Let's look at the engagement. And once you can see that, you'll and you can see that in your Instagram, right, Ben? You can see uh, at least for the ninety days what has been your most commented post, what's been your most your highest performing post, and then you can go through and boost that. And then when you boost it, you have to choose an audience. And even in Instagram, you just don't have to do anybody. You can choose the audience and create audiences that you want inside your phone now. So I think that's the key targeting people when I said locally, hyper-locally. If I want to target people who have graduated from graduate school from the Ohio State University, I can do that. Or if I target people who have been to this particular, you know, who like this particular venue or who like this particular mall or store, not mall, but more store, department store, something like that, I can do that as well. But I would start with high-performing posts if I never have done it before. It's awesome, man. Dude, Chip, where can people find you online? I know we got a lot of stuff to get down in the show notes. We'll get some links out to your stuff, but like where can people go find you online, learn more from you? Yeah, so people can find me at chipdesard.com. And I have a link on there called Facebook Ads. You'll see it right there. So it's called FB uh, Ads. And it's, it's the consulting where I have all of the links uh, for this podcast there and more information and other stuff that you want. And um, my wedding site is chipdesarweddings.com and on Instagram and on Facebook. You just type my name love and uh, we, you can find me there. I love it. Dude, you know what I'm going to, I got to say this. I'm going to end with this. Do you know what I love about the, our whole conversation today? I love that you didn't once say, you know, give, give uh, a free engagement shoot away or give, you know, uh, $500 off your collections or whatever it was. Uh, I feel like every time I'm, I'm talking to someone about engagement or I'm sorry, uh, ads on Facebook, it's always about, you know, giving something away. And, and, and obviously there can be a place for that. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I love the intentionality of, of understanding that there's more value to give to people apart from money off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's why we have to make money. Right. So I understand that there's a place for that, but I think, it's, it's now becoming saturated with that. So people come to expect that. So when we train our clients, they look at that and then they don't really convert because, you know, let's just be honest, but the people who just want something free that never want to book us and pay us. And then we just waste our time. You know? Yeah. We just waste our time. So let, let's, and if we do give something away for free, let's, let's give them like, a 20 minute session and give them like five pictures. <laughs> no, I'm just being honest. Like if I'm doing something for free, it's like a 20 minute engagement session. One, no change of clothes, five images and anything else you're going to get, you're going to have to purchase those. And that's how you have to do it. If you're going to do that, um, you know, and that's what I tell people, if you got to do that, if you have to get something free, make it worth your while. It's on your terms. Yeah. Dude, Chip, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time, your passion for this, your knowledge in this. Uh, I love that you're out applying this stuff uh, in the wild. And so, man, I just really appreciate you, dude. Hey, man, I love the podcast. Thanks for having me. And I just want people to win, you know, and and you I can win you. not only with Facebook ads, but just just in business and usual, because it's one thing shooting is another thing getting the business and creating a, a business. I've been very fortunate with Facebook ads and other referrals to, to create a really good business. Yeah. Yeah, man. I love it. Chip, we'll see you United, dude. Okay. We'll do. See you. Podcast listeners, you better feel like you got something. Like if you don't think you got something to do right now, whew, I don't know if you've been listening. You got something to do, you guys. Uh, go check this stuff out with Chip. While we've been talking about like giving stuff away, you guys, I just wrapped up a seven day, uh, I'm sorry, a seven week series uh, that I did a seven day crash course here on the podcast. And all of that content is available for you guys in written format and email seven days Every day, a new email is going to come into your inbox and it's going to melt your face. They're so freaking good. I'm, I, I like, I put my best stuff into this thing. So you need to go get it. If you haven't already, go sign up for it, go get it. It is free and it is awesome. All right. So it's seven day crash course. Uh, it's going to be sixfigurephotography.com forward slash start sixfigurephotography.com forward slash start. And when you sign up for it, then I can retarget you for more podcast episodes. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next episode of the six figure photography podcast. Bye everybody. Bye.